sure to grab your death certificate. Watch out for hitchhiking ghosts. Stand clear of elevator shafts. And look over your shoulder for those Disney villains. Because this is the annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration on Disney On Demand. It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And happy Halloween once again as we continue on with our 8th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration here at Diz Radio. As we continue on with our month-long celebration, all full of Halloween fun, guests, spookiness, and more... Yes, we are jumping into this one and making it a great time. And to help us make it spooky, make it fun, is somebody that knows villains, somebody that knows the dark, and somebody that knows the spooky. You know him as Eric Pigors. Yes, he is an animator who's worked on such things like Hades from Hercules, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. He's worked on Aladdin, The Lion King, Treasure Planet, The Princess and the Frog, as well as creating some spooky, some dark, some crazy Halloween illustrations and art with Toxic Tunes. And Eric's going to stop in and talk about what it was like working for the Disney company, his favorite Disney villains to work on, what is his fondest memory, trick-or-treating, Halloween, The Haunted Mansion, Disney's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, as well as Toxic Tunes, Trick-or-Treat Bags, Halloween Masks, and more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and you have the questions, and he has the spooky answers. As Aaron is going to dip his hand into that trick-or-treat bag and answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have Dominic, who is giving you those tips and tricks to make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and short on money in the short leash. And let's not forget Frank, who's going to give you that wit, that wisdom, that more fun for you as he's going to give you the Disney quote of the week. There's also all kinds of Halloween memories from the D-Team and news hot off the D-Wire from Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Springs, The Haunted Mansion, Disney Channel, and so much more. So before we jump into all the Halloween fun once again here this week, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. From dining reservations, character interactions, Actions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier that you could possibly have and more. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to continue on with the spooky, the Halloween, the fun. So let's officially kick off show number 217 for the week of October 18th, 2018. <laughs> It's hopping at the hall tonight. Dropping at the ball tonight. Disney's Halloween treat. Creatures on the prowl tonight. Features fair and foul tonight. They'll meet you there to howl tonight. At Disney's Halloween. 
make most attractive hosts. They're dying for a dance with you. So play that hunting refrain. And now, it's time for a Disney Halloween. retirement home for worn-out witches, ghosts, goblins, and similar death-of-the-party types, where every night is Halloween! But before we go inside, let me show you around the ground. Watch the gate, Clyde. As you can see, our security patrol keeps an eye on the grounds. And our pet birds keep an eye on the security patrol. Now watch your step. We just poured some new quicksand. Over here are complete recreational facilities for our physical fitness program. We are house jazz group. Right on, fellas. Our retirement plan is the living in. <laughs> Uh-oh, I forgot my key. But wait, just a minute. Well, don't just stand there.
So don't close your eyes and try to hide For a silly spook may seem by your side Dressed up in a strange disguise They pretend to terrorize Grim Grinny Girls come out to socialize This is Ken Page, and I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie, and I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh, With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, LVD heads, so we are back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for this week's 8th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. Yes, as we continue on with the second week of our month-long Halloween celebration here at the show, as we are welcoming Eric Pigors of Toxic Tunes, former Disney animator, and so much more here at the show to celebrate Halloween and have that fun. We also have the D-Team stopping in with Frank, Dominic, and Aaron all stopping in, and of course, all kinds of fun, including news hot off the D-Wire. So before we jump into that news, and all the different things going on within the Disney company here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show first and foremost. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, different, and of course this month, spooky kind of Disney show. And if you need to hear us instantly, you want to hear our guests, you want to hear the D-Team, and so much more, all you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, hit the subscribe button, and search right there. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing, and you can listen to the shows instantly as they get released. That simple, that easy. And if I am talking way too fast like I tend to do, and I say it every single week, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. Now, pushing along into the Disney news now that we got all that out of the way, let's talk about the one that everybody is talking about. And how about Disney World announcing a new hotel at the former River Country Water Park site? Yes, everybody loves River Country. I loved going to River Country growing up, but now a new hotel is officially coming to the Walt Disney World Resort, and it will be on the favorite fan site. And of course, the cult place where everybody likes to go and see the abandoned River Country. The 900 room hotel will be located along Bay Lake, where the old 
River Country Park used to be, and it is now official. It has been made official in the Orlando Sentinel as they reported it officially for the Walt Disney Company. Now, currently unnamed, Disney says the Vacation Club Hotel will be nature-inspired, and it will open in 2022. As they have announced, the resort experience will be a celebration of Walt Disney's lifelong love and respect for nature, with some fun and even surprising accommodation that types of families are going to find irresistible. Terry Schultz said the Disney vice president. He also said it will give our members and guests another opportunity to stay in a close proximity to all the newest attractions and experiences in our theme parks with the flexibility, value, and world class that Disney has come to be known by. Now, the River Country site is between the Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness Campground. As I mentioned, I was lucky enough to grow up going to River Country my entire life. I loved River Country, and it is one of the first water parks that opened in 1976. That is what makes River Country so memorable. I mean, in the country, it was one of the first major resort water parks, and it closed down in 2012. But now you can get ready, because officially, yes, there is a resort coming to River Country. Now, since it is fall, it's Halloween, it's spooky, everybody's getting ready for the Halloween season, how about your pumpkin spice lattes? Everybody loves those, but how about pumpkin spice Dole Whips? Did you know that it's on a secret menu at the Disney Resorts? Yes, tis the season for pumpkin spice flavored everything. Everything from cereal, to coffee, to donuts, and you'll be adding the seasonal flavor to many of your different treats that everybody loves. And Disney's theme parks have become known for their incredible food offerings, which include Dole Whips, churros, and rose gold unicorn cupcakes. And now that pumpkin spice season is here, Disney is offering its true fans a chance to enjoy a pumpkin spice Dole Whip. And that's only if you know how to and where to order it. That's right, Disney's not formally advertising this delicious dessert. Instead, it's available on a secret menu. But you can become one of the few lucky people who are able to try it. All you have to do is just ask for it while visiting Yulu's Cafe at the Disney Alumni Resort and Spa in Hawaii. That easy, that simple. Yes, the news was first released by way of those that have already tried the dessert, and they posted it on Instagram. iHeart Disneyland's account posted that they love this as their new favorite, but you gotta get it if you are in the Alani Resort, so you're not going to be getting it at the Walt Disney World Resort anytime soon. From what we have heard, it is very good, it's very tasty, and it's a little bit of a pumpkin guess pineapple mashup, and it, it, it is pretty good overall, and people seem to be liking it. Now, on the chance that you are over in Hawaii, definitely try it. Post your pictures, tag us, because we would love to share it with the world. Now, moving along here in news, let's get to something that everybody loves in High School Musical. Well, of course, all of you that grew up with High School Musical. And how about Joshua Bassett to star in the new Disney High School Musical reboot? Now, according to Deadline this week, Stuck in the Middle star and actor Joshua Bassett has signed on for a leading role in Disney's upcoming reboot series, Adaption, of High School Musical, The Musical, which is set to be released on the studio's forthcoming direct-to-consumer streaming service. And Bassett is the first cast member to be announced out of the eight key roles for the series. Now, as they have mentioned, as someone whose childhood was shaped by the cultural phenomenon that is High School Musical, I am thrilled to have the opportunity to continue to tell this story, said Bassett, and he said, Go Wildcats. Now, Bassett is set to portray the role of Ricky, the show's male lead. He is described as a snarky, mischievous high school junior who comes in bold with a plan in order to get his ex-girlfriend Nene back. He is going to audition to star opposite of her in the school's production of High School Musical. Even though Ricky is always making jokes and goofing around, he uses comedy and charm to cover his insecurities that he's not actually great at anything. 
Now, Joshua's interpretation of Ricky's character was brilliant, funny, winning, and at the same time, uniquely vulnerable. Audience have said so far that have seen him during his screen test. Now, this is going to be fun. Now, it's going to be a 10-episode series described as a docu-style show which follows a group of students at East High who stage a performance of High School Musical for their winter theater production, only to realize that as much drama that's also happening offstage happens on stage as well. Now, each episode will include new songs as well as new renditions of the iconic songs from the films, and High School Musical The Musical will be exclusively produced by Tim Federal, who's also produced Ferdinand, and Oliver Goldstick, who produced Pretty Little Liars, along with the original film's executive producers Bill Borden and Barry Rosenbush. Now, Bassett is a 17-year-old TV star. We all know him from Stuck in the Middle, as he reoccurred on there, and we expect more to be coming out of all the releases as this gets closer to production and, of course, closer to Disney's streaming service getting an official launch date here in the United States. Now, maybe you're that Disney fan that loves Marvel. You love all the Marvel characters. You love how Disney has gotten into all that. How about Marvel Superhero Adventures is returning to Disney Junior for Season 2. That's right, Marvel Superhero Adventures is returning for a second season this coming month. Now, the series of shorts is geared towards preschool children and features a lot of favorite Marvel heroes that we already know, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, and it's all done in that little kitty kind of style, and everybody loves it. And Disney and Marvel have announced that Marvel Superhero Adventures is going to return for the second season. Now, the new season will premiere on Monday, October 22nd, coming up on Disney Junior, Disney Channel, and the Disney Now app and of course everybody knows that these are here for preschoolers so they teach the importance and the benefits of friendship cooperation heroism and of course working together as a team and fun and of course introduces all these characters to a new slew of generation of future marvel fans now the new season will consist of 10 shorts each airing on disney junior disney channel and more while many will be available immediately on the disney now app and of course on the marvel hq youtube page as well so now you can get ready the first five shorts will be debuting october 22nd on all the channels in addition two of the shorts from the first season will be re-released again in the disney junior episodes app as well so get ready to teach your kid how to have fun how to work as a team cooperation and so much more and many different breakout pieces with i spy with spider-man as well as many others with captain america and all of your favorite marvel heroes Now, this weekend is something that's really big. If you were listening to our last show last week with Tobias Jelenic and, of course, Larry Bagby, yes, Jay and Ice, from Hocus Pocus, you know that Freeform is having a huge hurrah for the 25th anniversary on Freeform this weekend, and Bette Midler is joining Freeform's Hocus Pocus reunion special. Yes, she has jumped on board as well with this. And so, good news, Hocus Pocus fans, you won't have to wait three centuries to see the original Sanderson sisters together again. Bette Midler officially joined Freeform Forms Hocus Pocus reunion special, as reported by People Magazine, and of course, off the air with Larry and Tobias with myself, but we couldn't announce that last week here on the show. But the 25th anniversary special was first announced in September, and at that time, only Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy and Thora Birch were confirmed. Now, Bette Midler has revealed in a special video from Freeform that she won't be missing out a chance to reunite with her on-screen character as well. Using her best Winifred voice, Midler says in the video, Wait, wait a minute. What's a Sanderson Sisters celebration without Winifred? Then, in what's sure to be a delight for many fans of the movie, she offers up one of Winifred's classic one-eyed looks. 
imperfection. There's no doubt that more is going to be going on when Freeform airs this special on Saturday, October 20th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, in addition to the iconic actors who brought many of these to life, there is so many others, as we already mentioned. Uh, you know, Larry Bagby, Tobias Jelenic, Jason Marsden was there, Doug Jones, Amanda Shepard, Sean Murray, Vanessa Shaw, Omri Katz, Thora Birch, and so many others. So get ready. This is going to be a great two-hour event. It's going to be fantastic fun for everybody who is excited to see this for the 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. Now you can fear not that Bette Midler is going to be in the mix as well. Now getting to a galaxy far, far away here in Disney News, let's get into Star Wars. And how about Mark Hamill takes a stand against Episode Nine spoilers. He mentions that he wants them to be new. He wants them to be fresh. He doesn't want to have the spoilers out there, but... He also confirms that he will be in Episode 9, and that is the biggest news right there. We wanted to make sure that Luke Skywalker was going to be part of this. Of course, with Carrie Fisher gone, Han Solo has been passed away in The Force Awakens. All right, what's going to happen? We can only guess that he is going to become a Force ghost, right? I mean, he has to be a Force ghost. He's going to have to appear in hopefully more than just a minute or two. I want some good, solid, large, you know, chunk of like Obi-Wan style scenes here. I want some good stuff. But he did confirm that he will be in Episode 9. Didn't give him too big of a spoiler. But he did say that he does want spoilers not to happen online anymore. He wants it to be fun and have something fresh and new and have the excitement where everybody just is going to see something new happening with episode 9. So it has been confirmed. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here. I'm going to continue on with our 8th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration as we have Eric Pigor stopping in. Yes, former Disney animator worked on Hades, Ursula, Lion King, Aladdin, Treasure Planet, so much more. We also have the D-Team stopping in. Aaron's going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Dominic with the short leash and Frank with Disney's quote of the week and all kinds of fun. So we are going to continue on with the spooky, the fun, and the Halloween. But before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They have bilingual experts. They're award-winning. They're going to take care of you. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you heads, with that said, let's continue on with the spooky, the fun, the Halloween with our 8th annual not-so-scary month-long Halloween celebration. So let's press on for show number 217 for the week of October 18th, 2018. <laughs>
And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hello, all you D-heads. It's Frank again from Disney's Quote of the Week here on Diz Radio. You know, I, I think back about Halloween. I remember my kids, who are now 20 and 17, being young and all the friends coming over, all dressed up in their costumes. Now, typically up here in western New York, it's pretty cold, dark, and rainy during Halloween. So you never really got to see the Halloween costumes except for a brief moment. Uh, when they all come over to the house for pictures, and then they'd have to put on their big coats and, and ski hats and gloves just to go out trick-or-treating. But it was always special when all the boys' friends came over for that trick-or-treat pose and, and the photos and the laughs that we had. And then we'd walk around the neighborhood and get as much candy as they can. I will miss those times. But I do want to wish everyone out there have a happy Halloween. And remember, have a magical week. And their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Tomorrow night, it's a Disney Channel original movie under wraps. The spirit of the mummy may be freed by the purity of the fool and loosened to walk the earth. And he's walking your way on Disney. What are we going to call him? How about Harold? And it's up to these three kids to help him find his way back home. Yeah. We don't have much time, right, Harold? Under wraps, tomorrow at 8, 7 central, only on Disney. Hey, this is Daniel Coons from Halloween Town 2, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I want to know. Hope everyone enjoyed our first episode of our not-so-scary Halloween podcast. It was a great one. Well, the weather has definitely turned fall here in Arkansas, and I love it. It's definitely campfire, hot apple cider, and hot chocolate weather. I love this time of year. Hope everyone's having a great fall in your neck of the woods. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions, and the virtual mailbag is full. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Betty Thomas of Lansing, Michigan, and she writes, Aaron of the team, with your Halloween shows coming up, I was wondering if there was ever an official soundtrack released for Hocus Pocus. Also, was the song sung by Bette Midler a remake? Someone said yes, but I am not sure. Thanks for an awesome podcast, and I hope your break was relaxing. Well, the soundtrack for Hocus Pocus was composed and conducted by John Debney. The original soundtrack was released through promotional release by John Debney, containing 19 tracks from the film. Several bootlegs were released on the internet, mainly because the promotional release misses the entire opening sequence music. On September 30th, 2013, Entrada Records released a special edition containing the entire score from the film, plus bonus material, including alternate takes of some tracks. The music was conducted by Debney and orchestrated by Brad Dexter and Don Davis. James Horner was originally slated to score the film, but became unavailable at the last minute, so Debney had only two weeks to score the 96-minute film. Prior to the production of the film, Horner had written a two-minute theme for Sarah, Come Little Children, which ended up being used in the film, and featured in Entrada's edition of the score as Sarah's theme. 
The Entrada Records release is available on Amazon. Though the song I Put a Spell on You works perfect in the film, it was originally released by Screaming Jay Hawkins in 1956. The version Bette Midler sings is much different than the original, and the band is actually playing the same song that Bette Midler sings. If you think about it, Winifred had to learn that song somewhere because it came out a long time after the sisters died. Well, our next question is from Rich of Georgia. He's one of our young D-heads at 10 years old, and he writes, Diz Radio, question for I want to know. I was going through some old Disney movies I found, and there was one called Under Wraps, and another Scream Team. Can I find these anywhere? Thanks. Well, these are both great Disney Channel Halloween movies. Under Wraps was released in 1997, and The Scream Team was released in 2002. And the best thing about these movies is that they're both available to buy or rent on Amazon Video. And more great news is that both these movies and other great Disney Channel Halloween movies are available to watch on Disney Now. Enjoy these great movies and have a happy Halloween. Well, our final question is from Shannon Expert of Houston, Texas, and she writes, Hope the show comes back soon. Been missing y'all so much. My question is about the Headless Man song sung in Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Did Bing ever do a standalone version? I also read that Thurl Ravenscroft did a version. Hope you all are back soon. Happy Halloween. Well, this is still one of my favorite all-time Halloween specials. Before Crosby signed on, voiceover artist and longtime Disney collaborator Thurl Ravenscroft was tapped to sing the Headless Horseman song, even recording a version that's decidedly creepier than Bing's. The Ravenscroft rendition was later released on Walt Disney Records' Archive Collection, Volume 1. And yes, Bing Crosby did a standalone version on his radio show. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and happy hollow wishes. Now gather round while I elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late. Along about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes, and some with fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin, and some don't even bother to wear their skin. I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on in the night. Have a midnight jamboree They break it up with fiendish need Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed Is the headless horseman, he's the worst When he goes a jogging across the land Holding his noggin in his hand Demons take one look and groan And hit the road for parts unknown There's no rat like the spook that's burned They don't like him and he's really burned Swears to the longest day he's dead he shows them that he can get ahead. 
out all the windows, lock the doors. Unless you're careful, he'll get yours. Don't think he'll hesitate a bit, cause he'll slip your top if it'll fit. And he likes them little, likes them big. Part in the middle or a wig. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman needs a head with a hip. Hip and flippity clock. He's out looking for a head to top. So don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table, it's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Horn toads and lizards, fiddle and strum. Please answer the roll by beating a drum. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Harpies and furies, old friends and new, blow on a horn so we'll know that it's you. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Welcome to the Villain Dance Mix and Mingle. It's sure to be a frightfully fun evening. Not having fun would be a grave error indeed. <laughs> well now, look at all these pleasant party-goers, and in such festive attire. How incredibly clever. <laughs> now, listen well. The time has come. The moment's here. The black of night draws ever near. Music, lights, a bit of fire. To shake the night is our desire. The howl of a wolf on this moonlit night calls to us with eerie delight. For your fears this hour, mix and mingle in with my great power. We now begin!
for me to summon here some of your darkest foes. They're frightful, yet delightful, sure to liven up the show. <laughs> so ghastly villains, enter now and bring to all a fight. It's time to bring this castle down and revel through the night! <laughs> All year long you get to have your fun, but October's here and now your fun is done. It's our turn to celebrate our way. We're gonna give it all we got on our holiday. France only comes around once in a year for all our green ghoulish friends to appear. We're going to trick, not treat. Go from door to door. You're sure to see something never seen before. Attention, you better beware. You never know when a ghost will appear out of the mist and the atmosphere. Goblins and ghouls, skeletons and bats, monsters, fools, don't forget the black cats. You may think you have a very scary look, but it doesn't measure up to the captain with the hook. <laughs> Suzanne Blakesley, the voice of Cruella, Maleficent, and so many more. <laughs> you are listening to Disney On Demand. Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't something that would have stopped the plot of Frankenweenie from advancing past Act 1. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time 
or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. It's long trip time here for our family. We're ditching the short leash and we're in it for the long haul. Our family is planning the next epic family summer adventure to Walt Disney World. This time we are celebrating six wonderful years of marriage by returning to the place of our honeymoon almost 20 years ago. It's the Disney anniversary trip double X and that's 20 in Roman numerals. It's by no means referring to how spicy this trip is going to be. After 20 years, even one X is asking a lot. At this point, we are basically sometimes Y, spelled with a W-H-Y. It's been a minute since the last family trip, which was December 29th, 2016. My oldest daughter and I were back in the spring of 2018 for a work-related short-lease trip, but it's been a little while since we fired up the family truckster Griswold style and pointed the car south to the land of merriment and potential monetary ruin that is the happiest place on earth. Side note, while typing this script too fast, Happiest Place on Earth took actually three tries. The first pass was Hippiest Place on Earth, followed by Herpiest Place on Earth, and honestly, I'm not sure which one would be worse. I'm going with Hippiest, because there's no cream for that. So it's Disney planning spreadsheet time, and for the next few segments, I'll share with you the penciled-in plan that will eventually be our next vacation. Buckle up, here we go, because day one is, uh, it's a drive. I've talked a lot about spending money on vacation, not on the transportation, and for a family of five, driving is still the most economically feasible way to go. I'm also not a fan of the Disney bus, and for less than the price of an Uber or a minivan, I could park the car and come and go pretty much as I please, while only being forced to smell the people that I brought with me. Day two finishes off the drive, and here's a tip. For us, the drive is a realistic 16 hours or so. Because of this, we leave late afternoon and stop for dinner around 8 p.m. Then the magic happens. Three kids stuffed in the back of a Chevy Equinox or a Kia Soul sleep for the next 10 hours. By the time they wake up, you have some breakfast and you're almost there. You just turned a 16-hour, three-sibling nightmare of I'm not touching you into two manageable three-hour segments around meals. Ten hours of blissful child unconsciousness at the center of your excursion like the creamy goodness at the center of an Oreo. And as we know, the more things in life you can make like an Oreo, the better. I know Jonathan has his Diz Ninjas out there and I gotta apologize, I will never understand working out. While inertly eating Oreos while binge watching Netflix, I feel great. After a workout, I feel like I'm gonna die. My theory is, it's much healthier on the couch than in a gym. Anyway, back to the drive down. This time around we have an added bonus for our drive. This trip we have a third driver in the form of an almost 18 year old daughter. If she does the three-hour bookends pre-dinner and post-breakfast, that means a parent gets to sit with the other two kids as a defensive end. Now no one drives more than five or six hours or so, leaving plenty of time for driver recovery naps, and the kids are either knocked out or completely in check. And children are getting easier and easier to manage as kids are all zombified by their proto Ready Player One Oasis phones and tablets anyway. Give science enough time and they're sure to prove that whatever damage to children's brains being plugged into a digital world of cat videos is doing long term is balanced out by the peacefulness brought to the parents in the real world short term. Don't even think about a motel night on the way down. That just adds time, drains money, and recharges the enemy. Make life easy for yourself. Sleep while the earth rolls beneath you, circa 65 miles per hour. That is gold, people. We should just end this segment right here. Roll credits! We're not topping that! That alone is worth you not 15 seconds skipping to get back to the songs. 
But let's stay too long at the dance. Let's cover the plan for one more day because according to my word processing app, I still have about 500 words to go or so. And explaining that just killed 16 more. And another seven for that sentence. There goes another six. Four more. Two. One. Here's the plan for day two. We will check in at the hotel if we can, and that's dependent on when we can actually touch down. The hotel looks more and more like an off-property excursion for value reasons when it comes to the size of our family and our particular interests. To recap our priorities, we want at least two rooms or a room with two rooms, an included breakfast and a price around the cost of a single value resort stay. Outside the park, you have many options that meet that criteria, but on property, I doubt it. I could be wrong because it's more and more likely that I'll pass this trip spreadsheet over to a travel agent. Most of the time we go it alone. Nowadays with the Disney app and website online and phone operators always a click or a 407W Disney away and countless trips under our belt we are pretty good at running a trip free range style on our own. However with a trip this big and a new multi-day ticket pricing structure imminent it may be time to hand off this trip to a professional who can look for deals and navigate the newer pricing options. Who knows, we may be pleasantly surprised and end up doing things we never do, like flying down and magically expressing to an on-property hotel, digitally tethered to those fun shackle magic bands while calculating meal plan dining credits with an abacus. Whoever books it, we are sure to spend our arrival day riding the monorail loops and or that new gondola system if it's up and running. We'll walk and shop at Disney Springs and maybe leave the kids there to eat and bowl at Splitsville as my wife and I spend $60 per person at Boma to die on them whatever will literally be flushed down the toilet within 24 hours. We'll all meet up at the Polynesian Resort, my wife's favorite resort that she's never stayed in, and watch the electric water pageant before finally going to whatever hotel we end up in, where we'll be taking our first shower in 40 hours. Because getting economically there and having some pre-theme park Disney fun before smelling too ripe, well, that's short leash people, I hope you've enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Every evening.
Sorry, we don't allow outside food. <laughs> no one eats candied apples like Gaston. No, Gaston, don't. And now no one needs a wake-up kiss like Gaston. <sighs> Look at these fools. It's so happily ever after in this place. Ooh, but it's true love. Mortals. You said it, boss! Stupid, stupid mortals! And their stupid, lovey-dovey smiles. Haji Baba, who is that? You fools! I commanded you to wait at the castle. Away with you! Now there's a goal for me. We even have the same management style. Name, hello, name, give me a name, come on. She is Maleficent. Mistress of all evil. Maleficent. A name to warm my soul. You know, if I had one. Don't save my seat, boys. Daddy's gone according. Evening, dark and deadly. Name's Hades, Lord of the Underworld. How you doing? Nice face. Maybe you heard of me. <laughs> Clear my reputation precedes me. <coughs> you sure can pick them, boss. She's hot. So, when's the big day? Boys, I propose a toast. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I never liked to eat. Mom would put things on my plate and I'd dump them on her feet. But then one day she made this soup and I ate it all in bed. I asked her what she put in it and this is what she said. Chicken whips and lizard hips and alligator eyes. Monkey legs and buzzer legs and salamander thighs. Rabbit ears and camel ears and tasty toenail pies. I stood beside the sink I said I'm feeling slightly ill And I think I'd like a drink Mama said I'm just a thing We'll get it in a week It's full of lots of protein And vitamins, I think It was chicken lips and lizard hips And Here's some for you, and you, and you! Bon Appetit! Yeah! Yummy! <laughs> Worse, there's what's left! Don't you want dessert? <laughs> Lights! Camera! Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue with our not-so-scary Halloween celebration, the eighth annual event where we're all full of spooks, frights, all things Halloween, because we all know that is my favorite time of the year. As we continue on with this eighth annual event, we have somebody special stopping in here this week, somebody that's spooky, toxic, and all kinds of things. 
We have none other than Eric Piggers here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Hey, hello. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, seriously, you know, you and I go way back. Lots of fun times. Of course, the love of Halloween and horror. But I guess for all the Disney fans, first and foremost, I guess, uh, you, you, what is your connection to Disney? Because, of course, you were an animator at some point. You know, what's some of the stuff that you were able to work on previously so that way everyone would know your work before we get into the spooky, the ghoulish, and, of course, all the fun toxic tunes? Well, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I turn 56. Tomorrow's my 56th birthday. So I go way back with Disney as far as my love of Disney. Like like I was telling you, my friend's dad used to work for Disney Studios. So I kind of had that in my life. And then for some reason, I ended up working there in animation, luckily, for 16 years. <laughs> I worked in the 2D department. We worked on... um Everything from Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I did some development work on um, Mickey's Runaway Brain. Uh, my favorite character I worked on was Hades in, in the film Hercules. I got a, a character I designed um, in Treasure Planet, and they named it Piggers after my last name. So I, I pretty much worked on everything from Oliver and Company up until Home on the Range when they dissolved the 2D department. And then I ended up going back six years later to work on Princess and the Frog when they thought they could maybe bring 2D back, and it didn't happen. So they got rid of us again. Well, you know, though, 2D animation, though, is one of those things that I feel is just this, there's a different level and a different depth to it, you know, when you're watching it. Now, working on all these films, you know, you've you've had a character named after you now, of course, in Treasure Planet. You've worked on, you know, Hades and things like that. I guess, what was it like going into something like Disney and having a love of Walt himself, but also going into it and, you know, being able to bring some of these characters to life um, over the years? Well, like I said, as a kid, we used to always go to the drive-in theater down the street from where where I grew up and watch all the Disney films. So I always had animation, like a love for animation and artwork. And so when I did get to go to Disney, it kind of was a weird time in animation because animation in the 80s, I don't know if you remember how kind of bad it was. But it was pretty bad, and it was almost on its last leg at Disney Studios. Like, they were under new management. They were thinking of sending it all overseas. And at the time, they were doing Roger Rabbit and Oliver and Company. And I was supposed to work on either one of them. And I was excited because I thought I was going to get to work on Roger Rabbit, but I ended up working on Oliver and Company. But Roger Rabbit did so well, and then Oliver and Company did well, too, and then, of course, Little Mermaid came out after that, which I worked on Ursula, and that did really well, so that kind of sparked an interest in 2D again and got them excited because, you know, how management is when they see money, making money, they get more excited, so it kind of kept building and building up until Lion King, and then it kind of started to fizzle out a little bit, but it was... A lot of fun working for Disney Studios because it it is pretty prestigious to be able to work there. But at the same time, I always 
was doing my own work, and I always wanted to get out of Disney Studios to do Toxic Tunes. But the the big reason I went to Disney when I did was a guy named Tim Burton, because Tim Burton had worked at Disney Studios, and I thought, wow, if they give this guy a chance to do all these weird, quirky ideas, maybe they'll like some of my ideas. And they did end up buying one original idea I pitched called Silly Hillbillies on Mars, but it unfortunately only went through like three treatments and they pulled the plug on it. It was really fun to work there, even though it was very hard. Right. Well, and I can imagine that it is, you know, it's hard work. You're, you know, it's busy and you're grinding and, you know, in, in the end it is a company, you know, but, you know, getting inspired by things like, you know, Tim Burton going there and getting into toxic tunes, of course, well, that's going to lead me into, well, one, you're working on a lot of villains. That's always fun. Hades, Ursula, things like that. And that's going to lead into toxic tunes. And of course, with it being Halloween, you know, you go from Hades, you know, the, the ruler of the, you know, underworld there and the undead and all that kind of fun stuff and rolling into toxic Toxic Tunes, how did you get into that saying, all right, I'm going to bring all these to life? Because Toxic Tunes has taken its own life and its own cult fan following. Well, like I said, like working at Disney, um, there was a lot of artists that were just kind of content with, hey, I'm a Disney artist. This is kind of what I do, where I always like to create my own characters and stuff. And I've always kind of had a fondness for the underground, like Rat Fink stuff. Like, I grew up with Mad Magazine, Rat Fink, Plot Comics, Wacky Packs, everything that's kind of questioning society and kind of a little bit lowbrow and under the radar. So I kind of grew up with, like, a love of horror stuff and underground stuff, which kind of everything kind of bubbled into creating toxic tunes and um so while i was at disney like i said i always wanted to get out and do my own thing so when they dissolved the 2d department which was not a fun day trust me um i was kind of like okay i could either try to learn computer animation which i had no desire to do because i like to draw or i can take my savings that i've saved up and try to pursue what i truly am passionate about, which was Toxic Tunes. So I went that route. That was probably around 2002. And I've been kind of doing a lot of t-shirts ever since then. I think I've created over 300 shirts at least. A bunch of books, which are almost all sold out now. Stickers, prints, monster masks, which Trick or Treat Studios does based on my art. And whatever I could think of that I could make merchandise out of what I create to try to pay the bills. Well, definitely, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, like you said, it's it's gained this, I, I guess, this fan following because I've loved it. And like I mentioned before, you and I go way back, way back to, you know, previous uh, podcasts and online shows that I did before. And, you know, so we have this history of I've always loved Toxic Tunes. And that's going to bring me to, you know, there was even a time when you even had action figures of your uh, of your line, right? Yeah, and I also did... um some character designs for the Ed Ed and Eddie Halloween special that came out around, I think, the same year. I think it was, like, 2005. Like, Mezco Toys did a a group of characters that I created called Let's Play at the Morgue, which, here, I'll give you a, I'll give you a funny thing about Disney and the Morgue. So, 
And if you watch old Disney special, you'll actually see Walt Disney say, Welcome to our morgue. This is our morgue where we keep all our artwork. So basically, in the old animation building on the Disney lot, if you went down in the basement, they had this thing called the morgue. The morgue was where they kept all the artwork and cells, pencil drawings, backgrounds, paintings of every film they worked on at Disney Studios. So the first day I got hired in 19, I think it was 88, they took us on a tour of the lot. They took us down to the morgue and said, this is the morgue. And to my horror, because I, trust me, I love Disney animation. The guy was like, here's all the Pinocchio boxes of art. Here's all the Snow White. And you look, and there's like faulty wiring. There's like water dripping from the ceiling. And you're just kind of like, what? Why do you have all this? like valuable artwork in boxes underneath faulty wiring and dripping pipe. So since then though, they and like I'm sure you know how much animation stuff is worth nowadays. Now they have a special building that's fully air conditioned with all this high tech stuff. You can't even touch the drawings unless you're wearing gloves. And that's only the people who work there. They don't let even the artists handle it anymore. So quite a bit has changed from the Disney morgue to what they call the research library now. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those where it has shifted and now it is so valuable because, you know, like I said, 2D animation is a lost art. But, you know, with Toxic Tunes, like you said, doing things that you love and doing all these different things. One of the things I love is always your incarnations of the Hatbox Ghost because, come on, everybody was a Haunted Mansion fan. And let's face it, Everybody's a Haunted Mansion fan, whether Disney World is your Haunted Mansion or Disneyland's your Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor over in, you know, Disneyland Paris, you know, you name it. Everybody is a Haunted Mansion fan. I guess uh, what inspired you to want to create the Hatbox Ghost? And you were doing it well before it was trendy. Well, Mark Davis was one of my favorite artists at Disney Studios. Him and Ward Kimball were my two favorite animators. But Mark Davis who designed a lot of the humor in the Haunted Mansion and the Pirates ride, as well as other rides. But I love his hatbox ghost drawing he did. And I'm trying to think back when I created it. I don't know if it was for a tribute show or if I just drew it because I wanted to try to draw the hatbox ghost. But um, I'll give you even more of a background for the Haunted Mansion. Since, since, I'm kind of reflecting on being on this planet for 56 years tomorrow. So, like, <laughs> my friend's dad worked for WED, and he actually worked on the ride, the Haunted Mansion. But his dad always told us, I'm going to build the Haunted Mansion in the garage. So every time I would go over to his house to play with my friend, I would sneak into the bathroom and look out the garage door and hope to see the Haunted Mansion starting, even though I'm like, how are you going to build the Haunted Mansion in this garage? It's like a one-car garage. So <laughs> it never happened, but I, re I remember going to Disneyland when it wasn't even open, and they they had that sign on the, um, the gates saying they were collecting ghosts and always thinking, oh, my God, I wonder if you have to walk through that. I don't want to walk through that ride. That's probably going to be scary. But, of course, once you <laughs> go through it, it's not scary. It's it's fun and humorous. 
Well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, I think that's that translates to your artwork as well, because Toxic Tunes is fun. It's humorous. It's also scary Halloween-ish. Now, you know, everybody's always clamoring for your hot, ba- hot you know, your hat box ghost uh, closing eye pins and things like that. Does it remain one of your most popular, you know, illustrations that you've done? Yes, because, well, especially the, the way I did it, like, I still don't even know how I did this, but when I designed the T-shirt, whenever I did, it was a long time ago, um, I thought, man, I should try to make this glow in the dark. But then I thought, wow, this would be even cooler if I could make it glow in the dark like how the ride was so his head didn't glow on his body, it glows in the hat box. So I kind of played around in Photoshop and got it to work, and I gave it to my shirt printer. I'm like, hey, do you think this will work if I do this? And he's like, I think so. I think you laid it out so it should work. So once he printed up the first batch and I took it in the bathroom, turned the lights off and saw it glow, I was like, holy crap, it works. It's just like the ride. <laughs> so whenever I have it sitting on my table at a convention and people will be like, oh, the hatbox ghost. And I'm like, yeah, well, look at his head. It glows in the hatbox, not on the, his body. And they're like, what? No way. And then I'll kind of show them by putting my hands over it with a circle. And they're like, I'll buy it. <laughs> so I, think, I think just the gimmick of how I made it glow too, like, helped sell it. But I haven't even seen it, seen the Hatbox go since they put it back in the park. And I actually went to Disneyland, like, maybe a month ago. But unfortunately, it was closed that week because they were putting the Nightmare Before Christmas into it. Well, you know, and with that too, because, you know, like you said, it's, you know, you love, you love the Hatbox Ghost and everybody loves those shirts. I mean, they are fantastic in terms of just, it really does have that effect of the Haunted Mansion. Now, you know, since you mentioned that they're switching it over to Nightmare Before Christmas, and of course, you know, you originally were inspired with, you know, Tim Burton wanting to work for Disney and get some crazy ideas. Do you remain a Tim Burton fan? And do you like the Nightmare layover at Disneyland? Yeah, I'm a Tim Burton fan and I actually did meet him on Lion King which was bizarre like I was walking back from lunch and I look across the street and I'm like holy shit that looks like Tim Burton it is Tim Burton so I ran across the street like hey Tim I'm Eric Piggers I do this stuff called Toxic Tunes and I think my friend just gave you a packet at some book signing you did and he's like oh yeah that stuff's funny meanwhile he's staring at my rat thing t-shirt and he says I used to have that t-shirt t-shirt when I was a kid and I'm like oh I'd love to work with you someday and uh he's like well are you under contract and I was at the time through Lion King so he was like maybe you could work for me after Lion King and then he's like well gotta go see a screening of Nightmare right now with some kids and he just disappeared and I'm like (laughs) kind of like did that just happen like I didn't even get his contact info so (laughs) but to the second part of your question no I don't like when they put the Nightmare Before Christmas into the park. I mean, I think it looks good, but I just prefer the Haunted Mansion. Right, well, and I think I'm on the same page as you because I'm a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan because I loved it before it was trendy. I, you know, I loved it watching it in theaters back when it had Touchstone um, in the beginning of the credits, not Walt Disney Pictures Presents. So, you know, I've loved it for a long time, but I agree, when you toss it into the mansion... It's cool, it's different, it's fun. But the Haunted Mansion just has this feel that I think if you just made it more creepy Christmas without Nightmare, it could still work for a nice holiday celebration. Yeah, or they could just put 
nightmare in California Adventures since California Adventures is so bad. <laughs> I always tell people now, I prefer California Adventures when it was a parking lot, which I still do. Sorry. Well, I think I think that's California I, Adventures. I think that's part of them trying to transform that park into something different, you know. But, you know, with it being Halloween, of course, Toxic Tunes, you know, you have all these great books and clothing lines and Halloween masks. And, of course, you know, working with the Disney company, working on characters like Ursula and Hades and working on films like Treasure Planet and Lion King and Oliver and Company, you know, this vast career of all these different things. Um, Did you ever think that Toxic Tunes would ever be as popular as it is? And have you ever tried to sell the idea? to be an animated show because I could see that coming back as an animated show in some way shape or form maybe illustrated in the way that the original uh, like the Beetlejuice animated series was um, back back around 2000 I was pitching a Halloween special around town but it's extremely hard to like sell a Halloween special because I was kind of like well it could be a Halloween special or it could turn into a show but um yeah, it's it's weird because it's, it's like I was working on a book for the past two years, kind of a history of my life that was going to cover everything. And the one thing that I kind of, it almost freaks me out a bit, is like you never know where your life's going to take you. Like when I was a kid, I wasn't like, oh, I want to go work at Disney Studios when I get bigger. Oh, I'm going to have Halloween masks based on my artwork. I'm going to be a cartoonist. I didn't even think any of that. I just kind of was doing stuff I liked. Like when I was, I think, I think it was 70, 1975, I did my first haunted house in the garage. And I had one mask. It was a top stone skeleton mask. I don't even have one picture of me at Halloween as a kid, what I dressed up as. So I have no clue what I went out trick-or-treating except for my last year, which was the year that kind of has stuck in my head and made me do haunted houses every year. And that was like the best Halloween ever. And one house was playing the Walt Disney record, the chilling, thrilling sounds of Halloween. They were playing it in their garage. I had just seen my first haunted house, so I was still kind of shaky. And me and my friend, whose dad worked for Disney, split up at one point because we were trying to get as much candy as we could. So I went to this one house that had a darkly lit walkway behind a wall with gates playing the Disney record. So I'm walking up to the gates hearing the, I think it was either the heartbeat or the Martian sound on the record and thinking, oh great, what's hiding behind the wall? Is it the Wolfman? Is it Frankenstein? Because it was pitch black. And I went in there, I see the pumpkin in the window. Nothing jumped out and scared me. I ring the bell, nobody came. Bring it again, nobody came. So then I just left. But I think just the fact that I was scared already from the previous house, and this house, those two houses have stuck with me since 1974, and it's kind of helped me with what I do, I think, as far as at the Halloween time, because I always like to spook out my mom's garage over in the same neighborhood. And I was actually setting up one day, and I heard kids walking home from school down the street saying, I don't like to go to that house. That house is creepy. (laughs) And I was like, yes. (laughs) Because I don't want kids, I mean, I don't try to creep them out, 
but I try to give them something visually fun and spooky to look at instead of just going door to door and seeing a doorbell. I want them to have kind of something that inspires them, like like, like me. That happened to me when I was 13 or 14. Wait, maybe I was 12. You're not supposed to trick-or-treat when you're 13, are you? <laughs> I know there's well, a you know, and that's a well, there's always that cutoff age unless you can make it, you know, make it work out. But like you said, it's one of those you want them to remember something spooky, something creepy, you know, something different. And I guess with that, too, you know, because we're not going to keep you too long here. Of course, you want to get rolling into your birthday celebration and, of course, hit up all the haunted houses and all that kind of fun stuff, you know. And we're in the heart of celebrating Halloween here at the show. So I guess with that, too, you know, looking back at some of the Halloween stuff, uh, you know, on the Disney end of things, you know, because there's always the fun stuff, you know, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, some things like that are there any of those disney tv specials that you still love to this day um well i i watch them all i have one a phyllis diller one that's really good i don't know where i found it but oh that's the yes that's the one where it's the uh haunted mansion one where she's hosting the haunted mansion yes fantastic special yeah i wish they'd re-release that but yeah the sleepy hollow one i love that ever since i was a kid i've loved that just that part when he goes into, that's like some of the best animation ever produced at that studio, I think, because it just, the feeling it gives you of when Ichabod's going through that creepy woods is just so awesome. Definitely. Well, you know, there's so many different things that we could talk about. Of course, Halloween, Toxic Tunes, Masks. Oh, well, yeah, Disney. since we're on that, why don't I give you a little spiel to get some sales here? <laughs> <laughs> because I do sell trick-or-treat bags that I make with my artwork. Every year I've done this for the past 12 years, and I have one right now that if people buy it, my second trick-or-treat bag special, you get entered for a chance to win an original Frankenstein pin and ink with your name in it if you're one of the 40 who is chosen on November 1st. Plus, I have trick-or-treat shirts that I'm doing a contest now where if you buy the shirt, wear a monster mask with your shirt on and submit a picture. I'm going to pick a winner from that. And I have all sorts of fun Halloween stuff at my website. Very cool. You know, and that's the kind of stuff everybody can find at ToxicTunes.com. And, you know, it, it was our pleasure having you stop back in. Like I said, you and I go way back. Lots of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, you're always welcome back in the future. And, I, you know, I'm going to hold out for that Halloween special. If they can come out with a Saturday Night Live David Pumpkins Halloween special, they can have a Toxic Tunes one. Well, they should have. I mean, for now, at least I got to do the Ed, Ed and Eddie one. But. Trust me, if I ever get to do my Toxic Tunes one, because I've, well, here's another old thing. Last night we watched Charlie Brown's Great Pumpkin. That was a favorite of mine as a kid, too. And I've always kind of wanted to create something that was like that, but spooky with my kind of artwork. Because I know people would love this if this ever got made, because it would be pure Halloween. And it wouldn't be kind of too stupid and kiddie-ish. It would be a little bit more for teens, adults, but kids, too. So definitely if it get made, it will be something that will be really fun for me to die happy with. And trust me, I've already died once. You know about it. When I had my <laughs> heart attack 
back in 2011. Definitely. Well, you know, and you're still here. You're alive and kicking, you know, nine lives, pet cemetery style. So, Eric, it was our our pleasure having you stop in, celebrate our eighth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration here at the show. Everybody definitely check out ToxicTunes.com. You can see everything that he's created there for spooky Halloween all kinds of things for your uh, Halloween and horror fix, all done in a fun, animated, illustrative style. And of course, you've already seen all his work throughout all the Disney classics that you guys love already. So Eric, it was our pleasure having you stop in and happy haunted birthday this month. Thank you. And remember, every day is Halloween at my funeral home. (laughs) And so we had to hunt because, well, who'd believe us? I believe you. You do? But we're not grown-ups. That's why I believe you. It seems they destroy people by granting their dearest wishes, as has been the way of the devil since God created the world. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong will fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's a thousand years to Christmas, Mr. Howard. Wrong. It's here, in this library, at night, and can't be spoiled. Did Will and Jim bring it with them on the soles of their shoes? Where do you come from? The dust. Where will you go to? The grave. is soon fall. Everyone calls something wicked. This way comes. Staring out 
Happy Halloween, all you D-heads. It's Frank, bringing you another Disney quote of the week. Today's quote comes from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, specifically the Booty You Parade. Now, as we all know, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is a separate admission Halloween-themed event held annually during the months of August, September, and October at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. It is also held at Disneyland's Paris Resort, just outside of Paris, France. The party began as a response to the Halloween Horror Nights event held at Universal Studios in Florida. Now, Disney's event caters to the traditional family atmosphere, whereas Universal has a more fright-centered event with their monsters. The event encourages guests to dress up in Halloween costumes and celebrate the season with themed events throughout the park. Normal rules prohibit guests over the age of 14 years from dressing in costume. However, this rule is waived for the party although anyone dressed as a Disney character is prohibited from signing autographs or posing for pictures with other guests so as not to be confused with regular cast members. Now on party nights, the party begins at 7 p.m., but if you hold that ticket, you can enter the parks as early as 4 p.m. Unlike regular hours, the events include trick-or-treating throughout Magic Kingdom, featuring an Alice in Wonderland-themed trail on the bridge between Storybook Circus and Tomorrowland titled Alice and Mad Hatter's Treat Party. In previous years, the candy has been sponsored by Nestle, but in recent years, Mars, M&M, and Snickers have been there as well. The assortment includes a mixture of those brands and others, including the in-park Goofy's Candy Company brand. There are several other trick-or-treating opportunities indicated by lighted balloons that are pointed out on the park map. As with all Disney-themed parks, a parade and a fireworks show are the centerpiece of the event. The holiday-themed parade entitled Mickey's Boo to You Parade features a pre-parade ride by the Headless Horseman from The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The parade features various Disney characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and all their friends in Halloween costumes and a live-action version of the three hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion attraction. The villains are also in the parade with a unit of their own. Besides the Haunted Mansion dancers, 
Hitchhiking Ghosts, The Hoedown Dancers, and The Barn Unit, The Parade, and Soundtrack were changed in 2005. Now in the opening line of the Booty You Parade, it starts off with, and here's this week's Disney quote of the week, Booty You, a trick or treat for you. That's boo. It's you know who. A booty you and you and you and you. Happy Halloween. Well, that's all the time I have this week, D-Heads. Hope you have a wonderful Halloween. It's great to be back. And remember, have a magical week. It's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A very special event on select nights at Magic Kingdom Park. Wear your favorite costume and go trick-or-treating in the most magical neighborhood anywhere. There's exclusive entertainment all over. Parading down the street and bursting high in the sky. You can even ride select attractions late into the night. It's one of our most popular events, so get your tickets ahead of time. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A spooktacular good time. Disney On Demand Memory. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I want to share with you one of my favorite Disney Halloween memories. It's 2010, and we took a family trip to Walt Disney World the first part of October. We, of course, couldn't miss Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. My son Eli was four at the time, and he had decided to dress up like Buzz Lightyear. We were in Tomorrowland, and we glance over between the Carousel of Progress and Space Ranger Spin, and there he is, Buzz Lightyear, having a meet and greet. The line is fairly short, so we decide to go for it. My son gets so excited as it gets to his turn. As he approaches Buzz Lightyear, 
Buzz really starts hamming it up, giving him high fives and thumbs up to show his approval for Eli's costume. The smile on Eli's face said it all. It was a priceless moment, and it's still some of my favorite pictures ever. Happy Halloween, D-Heads.
their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. This animal is a killer. Attention, prepare for a scare as we present witches and wizards, ghosts and gremlins, black cats and black-hearted villains. A thousand thousands, my dear. Get ready for a devilishly frightening time on this wonderful world of Disney. Curl up with a good chiller as we present the Grand Pumpkin himself on Scary Tales next for a really good Halloween party. Our story begins after these important messages. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back. I hope you enjoyed this week's show, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Eric Pigors for stopping in and having that fun with us, that Halloween fun, going down memory lane with your days at Disney and, of course, Toxic Tunes. If you want some creepy, some fun, and some great Halloween treats, definitely check out ToxicTunes.com. Thank you, Eric, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Dominic, Aaron, and Frank stopping in with their signature segments. Without the D-team, there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out, so definitely connect up with the D-Team on the official website at DizRadio.com. Go to the D-Team page and drop them a line. They don't bite. They might even give you a little bit of trick-or-treat candy here this month. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason that we continue to bring you this show every single week for the last eight years. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic, the fun, and more from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making this show happen. You truly are the backbone of Diz Radio. Now, next week, we are continuing on with our 8th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. We have a lot of fun, more Halloween guests stopping in, and all kinds of goodies. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the ways you can stay connected here at Diz Radio. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search DizRadio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney On Demand, or Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, and this month, Halloween-filled, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to hear all of our voices, our special guests, and more. You just can't wait. It's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue. Search it up. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released instantly to your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet. The way you want to listen to the show, you can subscribe right there and listen to us instantly. And remember, you can find all these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is out of the way. Halloween is right around the corner. I hope you're working on your costumes, you're carving those pumpkins, you're having some fun, you're making those memories with your families, going to haunted houses, and so much more. I'm actually heading out to a haunted house this weekend with my two oldest kids. It's going to be fun, it's going to be spooky, and it's going to be scary. So next week, we're continuing on with our 8th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration, and we have somebody that knows spooky, somebody that knows things that are a little bit boogity, and definitely knows how to say boo, and somebody that knows how to sell some rubber chickens. 
I'm going to leave it at that, LVD Head. See if you can put the pieces together. So until next week, as I always say, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Take those moments and cherish them with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. So until next week, LVD Heads, I am heading out here to a haunted house here this weekend. Have fun, make the Halloween memories, and boogity, boogity, boo. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight when my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. He did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Jack's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid, shook his fist and said, Hey, whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the Monster Mash. And it's a graveyard smash. Caught on in a flash. Get out of your coffins now, you one. Then you can monster mash. Monster mash. Oh, the monster mash. It's the monster mash. It's the monster mash. Again, don't be shy. You now know there's nothing to fear, so come back for Halloween next year. Happy Halloween, everyone!
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.